Communication Matters with Elizabeth Hunt. Elizabeth, are there things you can do physically or with your voice to keep the audience listening, keep things interesting? Well, there are a number of things that a person could do. And I think a starting place for people, particularly if they're uncomfortable or nervous, might be be behind the podium, and that's perfectly all right. And then it's nice if they could just step out to the side of the podium and maybe even hold on to the podium for a little bit of as a security blanket, but I get to see the whole person at that point. And then their arms are available for gesture, and if they want to represent that it's a big idea, their whole arms are available. Mannerisms, you don't want someone be, being at, on the stage miming their whole, their whole communication, but it's natural if you say, I don't know, to shrug your shoulders. Or if you can say, you know, it's gone from low to high for your, your hand to gesture from low to high. I don't mind movement on the stage, and there aren't any hard and fast rules. I just don't want their, them, the movement to be distracted or perp- without purpose. So if you're thinking about an idea and you're, you're laying it out, and then you get to the point, it can be extremely a- effective if you stand still, you pause, and you look at the audience, and you deliver the punchline. The voice is an instrument of conveying the idea. So when someone says they're excited, then you hope that there's something in the voice that sounds excited as opposed to concerned. Those are two different emotions. And we don't really train people to say this is a voice of excitement and this is a voice of concern, but we have them thinking about what it is they're saying. And when they're saying something about a sense of urgency and are connected to what they're saying, the voice will usually convey a sense of urgency. And the same was with the gesture and the movement. If you are connected to what you're saying, then you're more likely to visually, verbally, and vocally convey it. And this is actually a case against memorizing. Because if you memorize, then you're just up there, you know, rhyming off the things that you've you've memorized as opposed to being connected to what it is you're saying. So in preparation, I'll often say to people, just think about what section you're in. This is the section that you are explaining the process. Okay, it's just matter of fact. Now you're asking for people to get engaged. So you want to sound like you are committed to this idea and you're reaching out to people. And then you want to finish by talking about if we don't do this, we may not survive, so there's probably a sense of urgency. So if you know the section you're in, the performance, the delivery, the voice, the movement should all come along. It sounds to me what you're saying is one person's enthusiastic voice might be different than another person's enthusiastic voice. And it's just a matter of them finding that enthusiastic, individualistic voice. It's absolutely true that one person's enthusiastic voice could be different than another. And that goes back to the thing that we often talk about is authenticity. When one person is excited, their body language and their face and their gesture may show something big. Where for another person that I know that's more calm and more reserved, but it's authentic and it's real and it's genuine. So I get it. I'm Denny Grignon. For more information on becoming a better business communicator, visit huntcommunication.com.